This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Or I can ask. Or you could ask. I would love to. We'll we'll figure that out. Let me let me mark yeah. down my calendar we've right got, now. We've got time. Ask to get you shit for you. Got time. Ask, ask, <laughs> ask to get tickets. Oh goodness gracious! And I'll take That's an extra good. day. Or two. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice range. So, five, four, four, three, three, two, two one. One, go! Hello world, in a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole cow and half. lavash. Okay. Hi, listeners. My name is David Ojay, and I'm at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com, and I am joined, as always, by Beth. Bonjour. Je m'appelle Elisabeth. Whoa! You can find me on Twitter at... C'est incroyable! H-U-R-T. I don't know how to say that in French. Ash. No, no, no. Ash u i t e I don't mean how. How do you say you can find me? You can find to find somebody. Oh, you might be right there. Sir Twitter. Sir Twitter. We are trying. <laughs> we are trying, trying so hard. Say très difficile parce que everyone, everyone around here fucking they fucking parlant anglais and we can't fucking do. <laughs> Why do you sound like Brian Iverson? <laughs> what if he did just a whole video of him yelling in French? That'd be the great. goddamn Montreal Canadiens, you know. Montreal. <laughs> we want, just want to go to Montreal, Canada, Quebec, over at the oh Canadian Lord. Superstore. Let's go try to buy some beers for my granny. Get her out of the you tub. You can't get them at the Superstore. What? You can't buy booze at the grocery store. It's not, it's not Walmart. Not, yeah. Or not American it, Walmart. I think you can, but not. What kind of province is this? <laughs> Brian five or six is such a gem. I love him. Veronica, who are you? Oh, um, I'm Madonna. That's my Starbucks name. Veronica. But, yeah, you can find me at Veronica. I L E. Veronica. Um, at C H I L E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we are the Happy Hour at Happy Hour on Twitter.com. Veronica. That was the best one. <laughs> Wait, Man. Veronica, do you not do you not do mobile ordering? Do you just no, give them a random um, name now? Well, because first of all, I'm rarely asked for my name at Starbucks and it just so happens that this new Starbucks that I've been frequenting uh, in the mornings because I want to get egg bites as well cuz I'm hungry. Good, good call. Um there's they started asking for my name and um for you know for 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 some of the people that work there it's it's clear that English isn't necessarily their first language. They're mm. very fluent, but it's like when I say Veronica they look at me like I've got cartoons on my face as we say in Chile. So, um, so I say one day, Veronica, and they're like, oh, like I've got cartoons on my face when they look, they'll look at me strangely. That's the saying. Um, so yeah, so they look at me weird and they're like, how do you spell that? And I'm like, "Uh, okay, V-E-R-O, and I enunciate and I'm slow and all that stuff. And then I got Veronica, not once, but twice. And then it's like, I think they're you know they're just going like whatever when they spell it and then one time they just subtracted a, le- a letter altogether, and then it was just Veronica. that's probably one of the <laughs> best ones to to be sure <laughs> the guy the guy who was calling it out goes uh i think this is supposed to say veronica <laughs> <laughs> oh well you know what you know what, too? B and V are right next to each other, so somebody might have fat-fingered that twice. That's what, twice? Yeah. It was two separate individuals. This, see, it could happen. 
This is why yeah. we need robots doing our <laughs> coffee, ringing up our stuff. A robot's not going to mispronounce Veronica ever because <laughs> it's going to be there. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, everybody. I so, love robots and I love people. Love people more than robots. But sometimes when I'm getting an order at fucking Taco Bell, sometimes when I'm going to Taco Bell to get my fucking taco and they forget my goddamn hot sauce, I get kind of fucking irate. Yeah. I like, love my like hot sauce. When they forget when I order a beefy nacho burrito with black beans. And no cheese, and they forget the fucking, not nacho, the, the Fritos one. Uh, they forget to put the Fritos in it. I'm like, the whole point is the Frito. Oh, I know. Because I want the crunch. Yeah. I, I don't know. I do love my local Taco Bell employees because they put up with a bunch of my shit. Shout out to all fast Shout food uh, yeah. workers yeah. because we give yeah. you guys some easy. hell, and it is not yeah. easy. Yeah. I was one That's of them. Um, ordering because then they can read everything and it's not me just saying it to them mm-hmm. well my son Uh-oh. is a big fan of ordering mcdonald's on skip the dishes yes Ooh. as we have all heard <laughs> and one time they forgot the fries oh <gasps> and it was just exactly i will okay, be pissed i'm gonna use yeah. one of our vocab words yeah i bet he was <laughs> Apoplectic. <laughs> he was actually, and I'm just like, call them, complain, you'll get a credit next time. Oh yeah, for listen. sure. Oh, so you know. funny story about that, guys. If 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 anybody messes up your order, like a fast food thing, we have Panera in the states. Veronica, you don't know what Panera is, but you ought to. One of these days. No, I do. Well, Isn't that like a heavy <gasps> metal kind of like death metal? That's band Pantera. That's Pantera. <laughs> Where's John Lou? That's that's Pantera. Panera is a soup and sandwich. It's sort of like oh, a boulangerie, is. as they say. So a boulangerie, sorry. And good Ooh. salads. Yeah, they have they have actually very good salads, very unique ones as well. So Pantera, um, Southern heavy metal, not Panera. The soup sandwich sounds sandwich place. place. Okay. So got the it. thing is, I, I went to Panera one day, um, got an order, and I get back to work because it was my work lunch, and I get back to my desk to eat, and they gave me the wrong soup. And I was like, oh, fuck. So what I did is that I took a picture of the receipt in the soup that I got, and I sent it to Panera like on Twitter, and they're like, oh, yeah, here's a free meal on us. I was like, oh, shit, thank you. Hell yeah. Yeah, so they are cool about that. I'm sure if Maxed... Max, uh, like tweeted them or like sent them an email. He, they would have been like, "Oh yeah, here, here's a Big Mac on us. Our bad." Because exactly. these guys are rolling in Big Macs for fuck's sake. They have so many Big Macs in their Big Mac vault. They don't know what to do with them. Yeah. I mean, like, He's what not is a it? Big Big Mac guy. He's not a big sauce guy. Oh well, French fries then. They have so yeah. many French fries in the French fry <laughs> fields of French fry land that they don't know what to do with them. And has have you tasted anything better than a McDonald's French fry? A McDonald's French fry in Canada. Okay, still a McDonald's French fry. Answer is no. There is nothing better than the than the McDonald's French fry. And I am Period. shamelessly stealing They're from from uh. They're better, yeah. Uh, from Gaffigan, for that because he has a bit about that. It's very funny. Oh, he had a very funny bit the other night on Colbert. Oh, he was on Colbert. It was about, and I, I, I felt like he was calling me out. Wow. He was saying, he was saying we overused the praying hands emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica, like, how praying? dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, guilty. Nah, it's okay. So, welcome to the Habs podcast. Um, yes. We had a uh, a guest lined up, so it kind of threw us for a loop when he wasn't able to come on. Mitch Melnick was slated to come on, but as those that were listening to uh, him on the radio today could tell, <laughs> he wasn't having the best day. He was getting progressively... He was deteriorating quickly. Yeah, he was pretty much like fading out of existence as if Thanos snapped his fingers. It was like, Melnick, you're out of here. It's like, ah! But I will say... He he did not he did not um, throw in the towel. I said to him, <laughs> "Yeah, you know what? We gotta postpone this, Mitch." And he was very grateful. Nah, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah, he we're looking forward to having him on uh, after the season begins. 
Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, we're also looking forward to speaking speaking to him, because uh, he does he has a good body of work, and uh, he's an absolute uh, yeah. pleasure to listen to. So we're really excited to get him on once he decides to be healthy. Yes. And that'll Eat be, a vegetable. That would be good. Eat your vegetables. Oh, he's fine. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now, but you know what the thing is though, we have so much to talk about, guys. The Habs are back, back, back oh now. Yeah, Last week. Back. Back again. The Habs back are back. Again. Okay. And uh, uh, Habs are back. Uh, tell a friend. Tell your friends. Habs okay. are back. Habs yeah, are they're back. Habs back. are back. Habs are back. Habs are back. Habs are back. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Done. Okay. Bad. Gotcha. So <laughs> we don't have the license for that song either. So. <laughs> so last week, uh, the Habs started coming back into town. Um. Which was awesome, but now this week it's now holy shit! It's official, official. It's official. Now, should I start with the rookie tournament? Is there anything that had that happened before the rookie tournament this past weekend? Well, sort of, but we can talk about that later. Okay. So the rookie yeah. tournament, I had the unique pleasure of attending the rookie tournament uh, with Grant McCag, the con. Oh, what's what's the word that that um connoisseur no 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 the um, con, con, consummate contankerous contankerous that is how oh, that, that is how bob mckenzie describes grant mccag and he is correct <laughs> and that's also saying that bob mckenzie endorses grant mccag for this behavior <laughs> as well and in real life he's like santa oh my god he is it, such he's a teddy bear he is an incredible guy very funny guy, very dry, witty humor, and anyone can get along with him. Just make sure you fill up your, his beer at the bar, or else he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna tell you about it. So, just <laughs> word of warning to any bartenders there that see Grant McCag walking in. So, um, but no, we were able to uh, attend the uh, hook, uh, the rookie tournament uh, together. The and hooky. The hooky tournament, and <laughs> I got, did I play hooky at work? No, 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 I did not. Anyway, so. I was only able to attend a Saturday night's game because I had a prior engagement Sunday. So Saturday uh, morning, yeah, Saturday morning, I wake up, make the five-hour trip out to Ottawa, Canada. Uh, or not Ottawa, Belleville. Belleville. Ontario, sorry. And uh, Belleville is a beautiful city. Ha, ha, get it? So I get, yeah. be you know, Belleville, okay. Yeah. Everyone, um, every, everyone understands that's listening to the podcast. Thank God. So, <laughs> and yeah, it was just super cool because Grant has all the connections. Uh, we get to uh, the rink early. He gets his press pass. I get my ticket. And my ticket, though, was held by none other than the great Trevor Timmons. It's like, oh, mm. shit. So, yeah. Did he, he break your hand? So, I survived. Let's talk about that. Now, we're going to get to this because I actually also – okay, we'll get to that. So we go out to get some lunch. Uh, we watch uh, Bianca beat Serena Williams at the bar. That was – I mean, that she bar – That bar was rocking, and she killed Serena practically. Second – She wiped the court with Was her. it the second game, third game? How do they do that set? The second set? Serena yeah. had her comeback, and then – then Bianca was Come like, back. no pop. Ah, you're old. Bye. So, <laughs> sorry, Serena. Too bad, so sad. She's a living legend, for God's sake. I couldn't imagine being in Bianca's shoes for something like that. I mean, come on. I was reading about her and her coach. Oh, Sylvain something. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bruno or Brunet, something like that. Mm -hmm. He was talking about her and how he described her is a warrior and a street fighter. Oh. And I was just like, that's exactly it. That's Brandon Gallagher. And I read, yeah. When, when, like, before the game even began, you saw her in the hall. She's just like, she's got her beats on. Mm -hmm. She's grooving. She's uh, grooving. Uh, she's loose. Uh, she wants it. Uh, she's going to win, baby. Mm. When I watched it again, I was like, she knew she was going to win. Then she wins the toy cost. Coin toss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Pulled a David. Um, <laughs> it spreads. <laughs> the coin toss. <laughs> <laughs> and she let Serena have the first serve. 
That is a boss move. She's I like, think that rattled Serena she's already. She's a boss ass bitch, bitch, bitch. That's right, bitch, bitch, bitch. bitch. It was so. Bitch. And then, like, and then she won the first set handily. Like, and that crowd... it was almost embarrassing that first set, but you know, it's like she was in the den with the lions. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. This is America yeah, okay. we're talking about, okay? America's gonna win at fucking tennis. God that, damn it! That crowd wanted blood. I mean, we the way they were cheering, the crazy people with the faces—they looked like fucking Habs fans. <laughs> like they, they just were like, it, whoa. It reminds me of that scene from Superbad that I might have referenced before, where <laughs> uh, Jonas Hill and Michael Sarah are on the Jonah. field. Jonah are on the field, talking about the the big party night, and um. The younger of, uh, oh shit, what the hell is his name? Oh no! Hmm. Either way, they're at PE and uh, somebody kicks a soccer ball past him. He's like, come on, Seth, what the hell? We're down three to one. He's like, dude, it's soccer. It's soccer, man. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> and then, etc. I didn't do that scene any justice, but it's really I'm not good. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I've no, seen the movie, but I don't remember this at all. Oh my god, that I don't scene it at all. that scene sticks out in my mind mostly because it's a soccer thing, but it's mostly also because like it's soccer, man. It's soccer. Nobody cares. Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Why don't you go back to when you peach your pants in the eighth grade? No one forgets. <laughs> it's, I love that movie so much. Anyway, it's fucking anyway, tennis. The one. It's tennis. So there yeah. it is, done. And yeah. thank and thank God, Bianca won. Thank God, Canada deserves it, and she's gonna be a champ for a while, at least definitely again at some point in time. Oh yeah. Now, so we were already amped good to go watch the game. Now after yes. watching that, so Grant and I head to the rink, and the uh, rookies uh, take to the ice. And let me take a look at my stuff. So, Caden uh, Promo. Uh, was in net against the Senators. Uh, we saw the lines of uh, Suzuki Paling and Harvey Pinard. That's a uh, Raphael Harvey Pinard, who was actually sent down uh, either yesterday or the day before. Not for yes. any bad reason, but simply because, I mean, look at the people that are coming to camp. Yeah, exactly. And we'll, and we'll come to that soon. Mm -hmm. but there was much way, consternation about that. Yeah, I bet there was, but too bad, so sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now, no, so that was the first line. The second line was our uh, Shane McShane, Jake Evans, and Alexander <laughs> Alan. I'm sorry, it's Alan McShane. I know this now. Now no, it's Shane McShane. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. So now, 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 the power play lines were the really interesting thing, where they were doing a uh, four forwards, one defense uh, tandem, and we had um, Paling, Harvey Pinard, Suzuki, and this other guy, Kale. Is it Kale Howell? Crap, I forgot to look that up. Actually. <laughs> I had him before. Liam. It's a Liam Howell. Oh, Lord. Now, Liam, uh, <clears throat> the Habs actually uh, did their own article about uh, Howell, and he made the cut for the camp based on this. Because that power play unit was super interesting. It's a rookie tournament. Of course, they're going to be messing around with things. But every time there was a... There was a face-off, no matter what side of the ice, because some players are more dominant depending on the side, they were just rotating all four of those forwards on the face-off dot. Ooh. So they were switching them, you know, so it's like <clears throat> as a as an offensive player, they're switching from center to wing, from wing to center, or they're just, or they were just uh, switching up uh, who was taking the face-offs. But regardless of that, they were giving those guys a hard look on the power play. And, um, oh, I'm sorry. And then the one defenseman that was playing with them was a flurry because, wow, did Josh Brook look like crap that particular game. It happens. He's one of our, he's one of the uh, top, uh, defensive guys who's going to have a great year in Laval, but that night he did not do very well. It just so it just happens. Oh well, doesn't it's okay. Um, unfortunately, uh, the Habs lose uh, 42 against the Sens uh, because the Sens rookie team is stacked every year. Because get this, this is Logan Brown's fourth time at the rookie tournament, and he's not a rookie. <laughs> That guy's really damn good at hockey. So that's just one of the examples with the Senders team. For whatever reason, they stack their rookie team, and, I mean, they win it every time there's a tournament, practically. Last year was the same thing, uh, you know, when they had um, 
you know, the guy that they drilled the helmet to his head. Oh. Yeah, their top rings, pick. This rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, the Kachuk. Yeah, that that guy. Yeah, right. Him, him, him. right, right. <laughs> so now, now it's all the hockey stuff. Now the cool shit I got to do. <laughs> so um, during the second period or during the first intermission, uh, where Grant's like walking around looking for people to talk to, and eventually we just happen to mosey our way to where uh, the Hab Scouts are sitting. Now. Lord forgive me, I of course forgot to look up some of their names, but one of the guys there, let's see, of course was Trevor Timmons. So I got to do a little tete-a-tete with Trevor Timmons, got to talk to him, thank him for his body of work, shake his hand, and live. Thankfully. <laughs> now, surprisingly enough... Were you scared, though, like when you saw that coming in? Well... You know what's funny? He actually slimmed down quite a bit. But with oh, the way he yeah. walks, I'm pretty sure he could punch a hole through a bulldozer if he wanted to. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he is a he is a a taut person. <laughs> I wouldn't want to mess with that. But he was super kind, super nice, and everyone there was uh was really cool. So, you know, I just got to, you know, sit with Grant with a bunch of the Hab Scout people watching the game. And I did the stupid thing of cheering one of the goals and Grant was like, "No, no, no, no." And I was like, "Oh shit, let me sit back down." And so I'll never do that again around those guys. Mm. And yeah, it was just really good night. So, but yeah, that was the rookie tournament. Uh the next night, uh the Habs uh fell to like a 2-1 decision against the Jets, which they probably should have won that one, but it's the rookie tournament, guys. It's the rookie tournament. It's tennis. It's soccer. It's the rookie tournament. No one cares. It's fine. And now yeah. that brought us into the new week. Did you guys get to watch the rookie tournament at all? No. That's okay. Very, very little of it. Okay, okay. Oh, so... I was in the no, I saw, I saw part of the first game. Gotcha. Nice, nice. That was I, I lied, but it took me forever <laughs> to find a stream that would let me watch it here in the states. Oh, interesting. And I watched part of the game against the, you know, the Alliance of Universities or whatever it's called. That I want to talk about that because what a cool idea that is. Yeah. So now more on the rookie tournament. I just got this little blurb from Bouchard, and he said that compared to last year's rookie tournament, the difference was night and day. He was super pleased with how they played, uh, in particular with Suzuki and Raphael Harvey Pinard. He was saying, and that's uh, that's uh, from Bouchard's uh, words, and the Habs have the article up about that somewhere on their website. And uh, yeah, so I mean, as we said before, the future is bright. Couldn't win a game at the rookie tournament. It that doesn't matter. Nope. <laughs> All that matters yeah. is that we have very interesting pieces coming up the pipeline, and those pieces are going to be put to the test very soon. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Now, um, so that's the rookie tournament. Rookie camp officially concluded with, uh, as Veronica just said, that uh, the Habs rookies versus this university all-star team which I thought was super freaking interesting. Um, they hadn't done anything like that before, as far as I can tell. It's a really interesting idea. Yeah. What a cool idea, especially for the families of the students. Too. Oh, my God, yeah. And it was packed at Brassard, you know, where they had yeah. it at. Um, if I can find... Even though Suzuki and Peeling weren't there. Well, yeah, I think they were scratches because um, they were... They were um, you know, they were they, they keeping, had to preserve themselves, keeping themselves for mm -hmm. the actual camp. And you also sure. don't want to embarrass the, the students. Right. And they did right? a good job, those students, too. I watched the whole yeah. game because I took the day off of work that day. <laughs> and um, and that was just a coincidence. Uh, Yeah, totally a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. How come I can't? Because I remember in DMs, you're like, What? Yeah, I had no idea it was going to... I don't think anybody <laughs> knew it was going to happen. No, I don't think so. It was yeah. a surprise. It wasn't like it was scheduled or anything like that. Scheduled. Scheduled. Where the hell is it? So I'm trying to find more... Inf I, I, I looked up information on that particular university thing, and I'm trying to remember what, what schools it was. It was like... It was McGill, McGill? Concordia, and like a Trois-Riviers uh, Trois or whatever it was there. <laughs> so those three schools... Yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay. Uh, those three skill uh, <laughs> schools and uh, every player 
nearly every player in the 21-man roster is a Quebecois, save for one Nova Scotian and a confused Albertan. <laughs> got to say it like David Attenborough. D David Attenborough. Yeah, you know, I don't think I can do that. He's too good. <laughs> so, but um, it was just an interesting thing to watch. But, I mean, through two periods, that university team was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Habs prospects. Of course, uh, people uh, on the university team uh, ranged from ages from 20 to 25. They played on junior teams wow. and whatnot. And uh, so there was a, quite a, a range there of talent. And at the end of the second period, it was 3-3. But after that... The Habs yeah. kind of turned it on and eventually it ended up in like a 7-3 decision. But it's like, come on. What a cool idea. Cool idea. And good, too, for the rookies to end on a, you know, end with a win. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, even though it's just rookie camp and nobody cares, it's good for them. It is good for them. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking, well, not speaking of, well, Yeah. Speaking of the rookies, um, uh, Joel Bouchard was on with Mitch Melnick today. Oh, that's and right. He, Damn it, Mitch. He, this he is why we wanted you. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't make he, him feel bad. No, nah, Mitch is the man. Love him. He's asleep. I hope he's fast asleep. Yes. He better be asleep. It's 1035. Yeah. It's late. Um, <laughs> um, so he was on with Melnick today, and he's just so fascinating. It's just... Like, you just, he's just mesmerizing and so um, inspiring and motivating and sort of, like, if you're one of his players, this guy gives a shit. Yeah. He's, he's not just doing his job. He cares about you and, and he cares about development. Like, one thing that was really interesting that he had to say about, um, ooh, we have to call him Jespery <laughs> Kotkaniemi because that's mm. how he says his name. Yes. Jespery. Um, like what he, like the, 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 um, he says like, you've got to find what the player needs to hear and sort of watch him for a while. And so he said <clears throat> last, last year when um, KK was at the rookie camp, he, he said he just watched him. And then talked to him and he said, and he is so good at absorbing the information. And within one week, he already had it. Awesome. You know? And he, it's, it's just so awesome. And, and um, like the, another interesting thing that he said was, cause Mitch said, you know, there's, there's this sort of um, uh, perception among older you know, older fans and older people that this, this generation is soft and, and, and you've got to treat them like in a certain way and whatever. And like, how do you deal with that? And he, he disagreed with that. He said, they're not soft. He said, they're really intelligent and um, you just need to talk to them more and they'll, they'll listen. And I totally agree because it's not really the, it's not the millennial generation at all. It's my kids generation. And, they, they're so like they love to. I mean, they're they're. There's the other problem that they're absorbed in their, you know, their smartphones and you know the, their personal devi devices and video games and all that all the time. But when you sit them down and you want to have a conversation, they're fascinating and they want to talk. And so I, I, he says that he um, talks to these guys a lot, and um, you know, like, as we know from last year, encourages them to have aspirations to be with the Montreal Canadiens, not yeah. to be with the Laval Rocket. That was and, uh, an important mm -hmm. differ difference in, uh, in yes. attitude when it came to the FAR team because uh, Bouchard pretty much said, uh, yeah, I'm training these guys not to play for the Rocket. These guys are going to be yeah. future NHLers, and that's, that's yeah. like, his M.O., and yeah. that's awesome. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. I'm Swanson, host of the TV Tuners podcast. Every week on TV Tuners, me and my co-host, Kyo Rain. Swanson, I need water. And Stairmaster. <laughs> review the latest in TV and discuss news, trailers, and even find time to play some fun games. 
Right now, we're working overtime to cram as much TV knowledge into our brains as possible. Isn't that right, guys? We've been here for 24 hours. We need to get out of here. Not until you answer who Norm is. He's Fraser's brother. Wrong. You get the shock. Check out TV Tales, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or any of the podcatchers of your choice. And so, and he even said <clears throat> that he he spends so much time engaging with his the, these players that um, oh fuck, what's his name? The assistant coach who used to play with the Canucks, Richardson. No, 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 no. Oh, In lower. Laval. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, Richardson. Yeah. It's um. Why? Why? Always, always, always. It's Starts somebody. With a B. But the I, we forgot him last year too. Anyway. Whoever that guy is that used to play with the Canucks, the French Alex Burroughs. Uh, Burroughs. Thank you. He even said to Bouchard, like, oh, my God, is it going to be this much talking all the time? <laughs> uh. And Bouchard said, uh, yeah, it's going to be this much talking all the time. But um, anyway, he's just he's just so fascinating, and he's just the perfect guy to have in that spot. And he kind of... Um, broke down, like broke down how he got the job and sort of what his pedigree was and how he'd worked sort of in every role, whether it be managerial or executive or, you know, the owner or coach or assistant coach and with Team Canada or hockey uh, with the juniors and all that stuff. Um, went Mark, Mark uh, Bridgeming, with whom he goes way back, they had dinner one night and kind of said, okay. This, like it was never a question in his mind that he was going to take a role. That's what that's what my understanding was. Right. And it's just he, there couldn't be anybody, anybody more perfect developing our prospects. Yes, agreed. And in particular with uh, with KK as we're, we're as we're talking about him, uh, Bouchard's approach kind of sounds a little bit like KK's father's approach. Yes. To all that, and the we'll video. talk about that. We'll talk about that later, though, because that is a Ooh. good thing to talk about. Um, so the rookie team had their rookie uh team thing, and uh, the rookie t- the rookie tryout <laughs> p- training camp stopped. There were cuts. Players on the yeah. contract that were cut were uh Fonstead, Harvey Pinard, as you said, was a big uh, eyebrow raiser. Uh, Hillis Hood. Uh, Le Guerrier and Shane McShane. So they're going back to their <laughs> junior teams. Um, now, there are other players uh, that were cut as well, but they didn't have contracts with the Canadiens. Uh, they were like uh, tryout people. And one of them uh, was like uh, uh, his Guy or uh, Gay was his name. And uh, he looked pretty good at the uh, the rookie tournament, but I guess didn't pan out in the eyes of uh, the brass. Now, with that being said, and all wrapped up, that Kolka Niemi video, I'll let you guys oh take God. that away. Please take it away. I saw on social media that they were going to be airing this on Saturday. So I set my PVR because I was not going to be home. And... On Friday, I just, because I mentioned it, I think I, I said something about it on Twitter. And one of the people that I follow on Twitter came to me on Friday and said, oh, my God, that video is so good. And I'm like, excuse me, it's Friday. How have you seen this video? Right. And he, he or she, I'm not sure who, it's uh, J0KO something. Ah, shit, I'll find it. it um, thanks for sending me the link. Sent me the link. I watched it on my lunch break. And I was like... Just, like, watching it with just this sappy smile on my face the whole time. Because it starts out with him driving around Pori. But, you know, I ended up wanting to move there. Um, you know, talking about his school and growing up. And then the school children who ask him all the questions and his smiles. And um, his family. And there's there's such a team. And I was so impressed by the relationship that he has with his brother, that they're best friends and that their grandfather thinks there's something wrong with them because they never fight. Like, that's just good parenting. There's there's such a good family unit. They're so wholesome. Yeah, and they got it, they got it all out in their athletic competition. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they still are at home. Like, when, when KK is back home, like, yeah. they're still working competing. out together, competing. <laughs> It's so wonderful. And the, the fucking rink in Pori has a sauna in the stands with glass. 
so that you can watch the <laughs> hockey game in the sauna. That's right. Yeah, I think that's for players, though. Well, who cares? Yeah, true. It's incredible. <laughs> um, and what else was in there that I was so impressed by? The difference between this year and last year, his English. Oh, yeah. Number oh, one. God. He basically learned English in a year. He's so smart. He's so smart. He's so advanced. Um, he's so what big. He's so big, he's jacked. <laughs> yeah, he gained uh, quite a few pounds. Uh, 20 pounds in a summer, apparently. Well, yeah. today, today he claimed to have gained 10 pounds. I've heard but... 10 and 14 and 20. But 14 you know what? is the he count probably... that Grant mentioned. As a European, he probably measures weight in kilos. Oh. So he was specifically asked today, is it 10 pounds? Is it 15 pounds? He just kind of went, ah, 10 pounds. Like, you know, he didn't really know the answer off ah, the top of his head. Sure. Ah, sure. <laughs> oh, that was so cute. Victor Mete? Mm-hmm. That was so cute. <laughs> KK's face when he saw him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I miss it him. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was so good, but I mean, I mean, everything that he had to say as well, like when he's talking, he's just being matter of fact. He's not being cocky. He's not, he says, I want to be one of the best players in the NHL. Um, I, uh, I, I, I wasn't happy with my year last year. Hello. Yeah, that blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> really? Okay. Get yeah. angry, get motivated. And I want to get tougher because there's some big guys in the NHL and I don't want to get pushed around. Like he's just, that's it. He's just really smart. And that was one of the things that his dad said about him when talking about training him. He said, first of all, um, you give him an opportunity and he takes it, which is the perfect mentality. Instead of feeling entitled to it, you know what I mean? Just, mm -hmm. okay, here I am. I'm going to do this. And then the other thing that he said was, shit, I forgot what it was. Darn it. Keep going. <laughs> Yeah. There was two things that his dad said that really impressed me, and I can't remember the second thing. Damn it. But anyway, a lot of the stuff his dad says is impressive. Yes, because he understands his kids, and he also is a coach. See, you know? and that so surprised me when it came to um, Kokaniemi's, uh the highest draft pick since Galchenyuk, essentially. He's a coveted asset uh, to uh, the Habs, and in the offseason... I don't know what the Habs do for their players. Do they say, hey, uh, here's a trainer for you. Go train and do things. Or, hey, here's our facilities. You can use these. Jesperi Kalkaniemi goes home, trains with his father, trains with his family at that, and these are the results we're getting. And that blew my mind. I understand or maybe I underestimated the fact that his father, yes, is a coach, but not only just a coach, he's a coach of Asat, right? He's the coach of the Aces former. over there. Former, former. But regardless, he coached a men's, like a premier men's team in Finland. So he understands athletes and he understands conditioning. Apparently, because, I mean, uh, yes, Barry, number one, yeah, gained some tonnage. Number two, uh was amazing last year for being an 18 year old in an NHL in the NHL, you know, and uh, now we just have to see the fruits of those labors coming in training camp in the coming season. Mm -hmm. I, it, it really blew my mind that the, that the Habs trusted uh, uh, Mr. Kulkaniemi. And, but the thing is that trust was not misguided in the least. And that's something I yeah. mentioned to Grant and Grant was like, and Grant pretty much said what you said, Veronica's like, well, he was a coach. So he knows the game. And I was like, wow, he really does know it. And that's uh, pretty damn cool. But he's but he's 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 also a father, if mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. he's he's coaching him with the fatherly guidance, but also No one knows him better. No one knows him better. And I remembered something else that that, that um that uh KK said was one of the questions from this from the classroom of you know children was do you have a girlfriend yeah. <laughs> and he laughed and he said his answer was just like ah he said no i'm not ready for that right now mm -hmm. he said maybe in a few years he said right now i have friends and that's enough for me at the moment 
He's so grounded. What he a is. and I what a wholesome lad. He's so wholesome. Yes. And like I feel like if he I feel like if he did have a girlfriend, not that she would want him to be anything other than himself, because I don't think he would allow that to happen in a relationship. But I feel like he would he would feel like for media purposes, he'd have to be different when if he were in a relationship in the public eye. I think that he's always going to be himself. And I think that's just fine. He better be. He's he amazing. Be. He's he's so um he has high EQ. Mm. I think he understands himself. And he, um, even though last year, remember, in the season when he got pulled, given a rest, basically, during that California road trip. Yep. And, you know, Claude said, he's tired. He's tired. And fair enough. He'd been playing hockey for like 10 months in a row. Yeah. Um, and at the time, he, he said, I don't feel tired. I'm fine. But now he's admitted he, he, he hit a wall and he understands now. Today in his scrum, sorry to go all over the place. Today in his scrum, he was asked um, by Stu Cowan, my friend Stu Cowan on Twitter. He um, said, well, you know, what's the biggest le- learning that you had from last year? Is it the size of the ice? Is it the... And he said, it, it's that um, there's a lot of games to play and you have to be really focused and be there for every second of every shift. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like music to my ears, this kid. Makes sense. He's the this computer. He's and our computer. He's our computer. KK computer. The k- computer. <laughs> computer. He said even with his long season last year between uh, playing in Finland and then rookie camp and training camp and all that um he said missing playoffs made his summer still too long yeah he said he said that five months was too much time yeah he said we better make the playoffs this year (laughs) (laughs) i get bored Um, they will they will (laughs) he also said that he's still in touch with um andrew shaw and that they he's going to PlayStation. They do. And he, he said that Shaw beats him a lot. That he's yeah. really good. <laughs> Damn it. And it's so funny, too. Even just watching him in that scrum, he is so comfortable. Mm-hmm. He's so comfortable with all these. Like, he's he, he gets it now. That, like, that year that he's got under his belt, where everybody was hand-wringing last year, that please send him to Finland or send him to Laval or whatever. That year that he's got under his belt, has served him well. He's extremely comfortable in that scrum, albeit obviously we're just in camp right now and it's not after a loss or whatever that he's talking to these people, but he's looking at them like they're his age. Yep. He's so comfortable with them and 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 has a good sense of humor when he's answering the questions and he said, you know, what do you think that the everybody's going to be learning at camp this year or the rookies are going to be learning at camp? Oh, I think he was talking about peeling. He said, uh, just that you got to work your ass off. Mhm. Good. And Paling Paling will definitely do that. Um, There are some things about Suzuki and Paling in regard to training camp that are going to be interesting because, yeah, it may be just the the need at center and having, you know, the spine of the team, and which has been amended, but the the most fluid position, I believe, is at center. So Paling, I think, has the best opportunity. But, wow, do not sleep on Suzuki. What a smart player at that rookie tournament just very little plays i don't won't get into because i do want to get to something else and then we do have our player of the uh, week that we want to talk about but don't sleep on suzuki he has the potential to make the team out of training camp and we're going to be finding all that stuff out this week grant believes it for sure the the narrative or sort of like the, the the accepted conclusion before camp even began was well, Paling is going to play for the Habs, and Suzuki is going to go down to Laval. I'm like, wow, such amnesia. Why would you think that you know this already? They haven't even been there, and all that we've seen of Suzuki, the way in the fucking Memorial Cup, is he can he knows what to do, when to do it, and like he, if it's not for Suzuki, Guelph doesn't get to the final. And period the end. Period the end. end. And period the end. 
Suzuki and Paneling and Kotka Niemi, well, like Kotka Niemi, gained some tonnage. Yes. They're, they're all 200-plus individuals now, uh, at least when it comes to pounds. And, um, yeah. So, like I said, just watch them at training camp, and I would not be surprised if we see Paling, Suzuki, and Kotka Niemi all starting with the Habs. Yes. Kotka Niemi, of course, but Paling, probably more of a slot in, but Suzuki, man, oh, man. He can. He has the potential to do it. Now, with that said, Wait, we have something. Before, yes, yes. One more thing before we leave rookie camp. Um, I forget who it was, so forgive me. Um, <laughs> but one of the veterans, one of the known Habs, said that usually um, in the gym you see a lot of vomit on the floor. That was. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Paling or Nathan Meriden. Thomas. Uncle yes. Nate. Yeah. That's okay. Yep. It, uncle, he said normally you see vomit on the floor, and this year he did. He didn't see any. That's. Yeah. And he, uh... so he's super impressed mm-hmm. because they can take <laughs> the. Workout. Because they arrived ready. They were. And I I don't mean to cast aspersions to Alex Galchenyuk. But a couple of summers ago, he didn't arrive ready to camp. And that's when Mark Bergevin came out and told everybody who would listen that he was not going to be a center. And the poor Jonathan Drouin got thrust into the role of center, mm-hmm. even though he'd been practicing a center during the summer. But he didn't show up. And that's another thing that I heard uh, Max Domi say a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or so during the media tour or whatever. He said, what my job is over the summer is to train and yep. to show up ready at camp, so I don't let down my teammates. That's right. And apparently, to a man, they all had the same mentality. Yes. Yeah. Now, with all that being said, uh, we have another big thing to talk about, and that's the fucking golf tournament. Yes! So, the 44th annual uh, golf tournament took place, and players' comments, excited for the future. Bergevin had two things I wanted to mention uh, really quick, is that uh, the preseason will be fun to watch for the next two weeks, and Bergevin yeah. and the team, the brass rather, had many meetings on the power play after the conclusion of uh, the season. And I believe it was Claude Julien that mentioned that moving forward, what they're going to do, at least at the start of the season, is go with a four forward uh, tandem with Shea Weber uh, being Down the lone low. defenseman, but playing in Alexander Ovechkin's uh, slot. Yeah. So expect that bomb to be coming from the circle. And not the blue line. So, hello. And also, get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, but just yeah. don't save yourself. So, those are things at the golf tournament that I noticed that I wanted to mention. Because the team, I mean, we mentioned everything that the team's really looking forward to what's going to happen. But was there anything on the golf tournament you you two wanted to mention? Paul Byron. Paul Byron! <laughs> <laughs> Polly. Boy. He, I mean... He made really good points, but I couldn't stop looking at his hat because it was so cinched at the back huh. <laughs> because his head is so tiny. <laughs> it had this little duck tail going on. Oh, yeah. I wanted to mention something quickly. Yes. Um, about so there's sort of this like, uh, it, does everybody remember last season when at the beginning of the season or, or not even at the beginning of the season, but before it began, um, it was a, a widely held belief around Habs fans and Habs media that the Habs were going to be a lottery team last year. Um, I mean, technically they were. Th- technically they were, but that they were going to be, you know, <laughs> that they were going to be 30th or 31st or whatever. And um, and now they, it's pe- oh, they're just going to be a bubble team. They're just going to be a bubble team again because they've hardly changed at all and they lost Andrew Shaw and blah blah blah, blah. you know Kincaid let's now, see how he does because everything's so important about Price's rest and... yeah now in regards to Shaw that's Suzuki right there there's a hole that Suzuki can fill and I'd rather take Suzuki over Shaw looking at him holy crap holy crap that guy I love I'm Shaw excited. however there's the hole in the wing to be filled and Suzuki's knocking on the door. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. But so what What Carrie, what Carrie had to say, Carrie and Shay had to say about that was, um, like Carrie said, 
because the question always is, ooh, isn't the future bright? Isn't the future going to be, isn't the future in the future? And Carrie's like, yeah, great. The future's going to be great. But, you know, we're in the now right now. And people seem to think, people seem to take that as he's upset. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. It's, the winds are going to be in the future instead of now. I didn't take it that way. Mm-hmm. Because he went on to say, there's there's something to be said about continuity. Like, to be back in this room with all these guys, especially after the fraternity that they developed last year, mm-hmm. um, and the experience that they, the experiences that they had together, and it, it's quite clear from all of the stuff today that they're happy to be back together. Like that, you know, that serves as a unity that is an asset going yep. forward, and for what they're going to be doing this season. That's how I see it, and that's what Shay said too. He said, "Well, I take it as, you know." Um, any player in the NHL wants to win now. That's what he's saying. And Carey Price wants to win now? Of course he fucking does. Yep. And that's another thing. One more thing that I wanted to mention was I, because hockey's back and I'm listening more more intently to TSN 690 throughout the day, the other day I was listening to uh, the morning show and I have a question for both of you. I've got a little poll. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Beth, <laughs> Beth um, do you want the Habs to win the Stanley Cup? Fuck yeah, I do. Oh, okay. David, do you do you want the Habs to win the Stanley Cup? I don't think Montreal is ready for that. <laughs> you, yes or no? You don't understand, and I'm going to answer it like this, because I just watched the uh, Democratic debate, and I'm going to answer this oh without a, a yes or no question and say that <laughs> upon victory of the Stanley Cup, <laughs> Number 25 or 24 with an asterisk, assholes. I will, I will just leave work for a week. And I will stay in Montreal without any idea of where I'll be staying until... In front of a flipped cop car. Un- yes, until the parade <laughs> happens. And I'll be screaming the entire time. All the time. And once the parade gets over, I'll, I'll sober up and go back home. But... <laughs> Be prepared for the most degrading, degenerate behavior that you could possibly imagine from me. <laughs> I would like to participate in this de- yeah, degrading, degenerative behavior. And I mean... I have bandanas. Like, I will find bars open at 4 a.m. and just stay there. <laughs> until the sun comes up. Then go find some drunk crepe somewhere and just continue. And so then... safe to say that you're you you would be excited. Oh yeah, yeah, for actually. The so, the uh, yes, uh, commentator, yes. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> I I myself also want the Habs to win the Stanley Cup. But following Mark Bergevin and Jeff Molson's comments on Monday at the golf tournament. I guess the big takeaway for the morning show was that Jeff Molson and Mark Bergevin just want to make it to the playoffs. And they've convinced the majority of the fan base that that's, that that's okay. That the goal is just to make it to the playoffs. And how, how sad it is for the city of Montreal once the legitimate full-time owners of the Stanley Cup that the only desire now is to make it to the playoffs. So, do we learn nothing from history? Like... Allow me to uh, to present (laughs) Exhibit A. Allow myself to present... Myself. (laughs) 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 The Tampa Bay Lightning! Like, anything can happen. Anything. Anything. And the whole thing is, I don't know why we hear completely different things. When I hear that, I think, yeah. it's And it's not that they think, oh, my God, anything can happen. Let's just make it to the playoffs. The goal right now is to play good hockey, to play every shift, to finish as high as we can in the division, and to get into the playoffs. Because if you don't get to the playoffs, can't win the Stanley Cup. Yes, no. that is in the rules. 
right? You've got to be in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, that, yeah, prerequisite. So why the takeaway from that is that these guys don't want to win a cup, and now they've got the whole city content mm-hmm. to just try to make it to the playoffs. It's just, come on. We all come on. Win a cup. Come on. Come on. Come on. Chunk.gif shaking around. Come on. is key. Anyway, Absolutely. That, though, that, I, I wanted to mention that too, because I, I promised on Twitter that I would talk about that on the happy hour. And for once, I made good. You fulfilled promises, your promise. One of my online promises. You fulfilled your <laughs> promise. That's great. Now, love you guys. Love Sean. Love you, Sean. Love you, Connor. But th- that's not that's not what it is. Nope. Don't tell your listeners that that's what it is because that's not what it is. That's correct. Please. Please. If you please. See vous play tap out knack. All right. <laughs> now, moving on since we don't have a whole lot of time left. We can talk about the media day. But um it's media day. They did some photo yeah. shoots, did clothes things and it's super awesome. Everyone has having everyone was having a lot of fun. The Habs did like a pick your own adventure tour through the complex. I thought, oh, "Ah, I can't wait to watch that." Innovation station. And so that brings us to our player of the week, Brett Kulak. Kulak! Kulak! And... Cuckoo for Kulak. Coolie. Whoa. Okay. So, uh, interesting guy, Brett Kulak, and a bit of a lucky shot for the Habs because he kind of came about because of... Uh, after he was acquired by the Habs, and we'll get into the whole history of him. But if it wasn't for Noah Juleson's injury at the beginning of the season, we wouldn't even know about Brett Kulak. And there were times during the during the season where he was paired up with Shea Weber. I mean, Shea motherfucking Weber. Not for not for a, a great stretch of time, but, but he it was happened. he was given the shot, and he's one of the guys that slotted to make the team out the gate. So, now, let me get into the history of Mr. Kulak. Drafted in 2012 by the Calgary Flames, 4th round, 105th overall. Brett Kulak is a, um, oh, where do you play uh, university, uh, Beth? Do you have that down? I have his junior team, but I don't have his university team. His junior team, please, then. Vancouver Giants. The he Vancouver was, um, Giants. Teammate for two years with Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, see, there you go. So there's already connection out the bat there. I can I can only imagine that somebody asked Gallagher, "How about this Kulak guy?" and he was like, "Fuck yeah, bruh." So, <laughs> so all that happened. Um, he signed a three-year contract in 2014 with the Flames, and he played. And this surprised me. He played with the Adirondack Flames, which is the ECHL team, uh, just north of me in Glens Falls, New York. I never go to see games of theirs. It's too far. Now, too far, quote-unquote, for the ECHL. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I love you. And, and the rink's really weird. I don't like it there. Anyway, Ooh. doesn't matter. It's so steep, the, the seats. Oh, it's like one of those really yeah, steep yeah, yeah. ones. I don't like those. So uh, he made his NHL debut in 2015, three years after being drafted. Uh, he scored his first, first goal, Beth, against the Rangers? Yes, in fe- February 9th, 20, 2018, it was a 5-6 Actually, no, I don't. It, that's wrong. It was, like, it was a that's 5 incorrect. loss or something. I'm glad that you just take for granted that I didn't do any research. No, no, no. So he had his debut in 2015, <laughs> and his first goal came in, like, 2016 or something like that. Or it was later. 2018. It can't be. It took him three years to score a goal in the NHL. <sighs> this is against the Rangers, maybe, okay. not he, the Bolts. He went to the, the ha-ha or to the, the Rocket on. in 2018. No, he was a he. Yeah, he was with the Habs in 2018. That's right. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Regardless, so he makes. Yeah, that's when we got him. He makes. Brett Kulak, number 61, Calgary Flames, first NHL goal, not uh, February 9th, 2018. Holy shit, that's awesome. So good for him. I stand corrected. It's on Sportsnet. So yes, it is. He made his debut in 2015. He re-signed with the Flames for a year contract in 2017. But later, he was traded to the Habs for, get this, Matt Teramina and Renat Valiev. You remember those two? Nope. I remember Valiev. I remember, very, I remember Valiev. Yeah, I remember. I actually I'm do, joking. 
I, I okay, do remember good. Valiev. I remember Teramina a little bit too. Uh, mm -hmm. Both Teramina and Valiev played in the AHL all year last year. While Kulak did, yes, start with the Rocket, but he was called up when Juleson was injured, and he scored his first goal as a Hab against the Lightning in uh, December of 2018. Uh, the culmination of his campaign last year was 57 games played for the Habs, 6 goals, 11 assists for 17 points. And earlier this year in May, he signed a 3-year deal, deal extension with the Habs. So they like what they see and they want to keep him. Yay! For yeah. some time. And that's the story of Brett Kulak. There was an additional, uh, just a, a few weeks ago, maybe about this time, last month fortuitously there's a fellow that i follow on twitter by the name of kent wilson and he writes for the flames on the athletic and he basically devoted an entire article to no the way. title is the brett kulak miscalculation oh the flames no. value bet turns out to be a bust yeah basically he just talks the whole time about um, how Kulak flourished with the Habs and how basically this is the second time that the Habs have burned the flames. The first time being one Paul Abiron. Yeah. 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 Get it. Get it. What? Get it. What? Get it. Give us your tired, your hungry, hungry, your, your poor, poor, your really good fucking <laughs> yeah, players. Hockey players. Yeah. Get it. What? Since you can't recognize them. So, uh, do we have anything else we want to mention? Because now we are at time. Wow. I know. That went, that went by fast. Because yeah. we got hockey to talk about. Hockey. 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 Not hockey. Hockey, <laughs> but hockey. I have an emphasis issue. Hacky, <laughs> an emphasis. I like I, I like saying hacky. It's hacky. hacky. Yeah, I can't skate. Let's watch some hockey. Oh, we should all go skating. No, when no. we're in yes. I need one of those walkers. <laughs> Good, we'll get one for you. Veronica, you and I can just hold hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, Dave will just lap us like because we're times. gonna be in Montreal. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Let's let's end on that. So the yeah, happy yeah. hour is coming back to Montreal, yes. but it's gonna be all, all three of us for the, the whole, all of us for the first time. One day we'll get Ashley in, but for right now it's us. And yes. um, yeah. So uh, myself, Veronica, and Beth will be in town at the end of February for. <laughs> Ah, the Carolina <laughs> game at home in Montreal. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Of course, uh, we'll get more details about uh, a meet and greet. We'll probably do the same thing as before. Uh, eat at 1909 before the game. Uh, watch the game. And then afterwards, who knows? We're wild and crazy people. Maybe we can even... Maybe... Sorry. Maybe we can um, go someplace that's sort of more accessible... We can do what everybody ever people want. Yeah. Yeah, like McLean's or Oh uh, yeah, we could do McLean's. Yeah. One of those places. McLean's is yeah. a good idea. <gasps> I thought of you guys the other day at work. I thought of By you way, the other day. This is relevant. I think about you guys all day. Well, I think yes. about you guys too. But... Oh my god. <laughs> um the soup of the day at work was French onion. <laughs> Which is actually onion soup in Montreal. France, yes. And but Montreal. like oh yeah. I didn't get any because it's not vegan, but um, everybody says it's really good. They even came and stole the sherry from behind the bar to make it. Oof. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. And this, and the sandwich they paired with it was a Rachel. Ooh, what's in that? Oh, you've never had a Rachel? Okay, let me guess. Like, is it like a ham and Swiss kind of thing? Because that would go perfectly. No. no. Um, okay. So there's a Reuben, you know what Reuben is, so then there's a Rachel. And a Rachel is served on lighter bread, usually a rye, um, sometimes like just a nice light wheat or a white bread. Um, but it's turkey, uh, Russian dressing, coleslaw, and um, Swiss or cheddar. Depend there's, a, there's some variations to it. It's not quite as um, standardized as a Reuben, but it's the sister sandwich of a Reuben. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. They're pretty good. Sandwiches are good. Sandwiches oh, are God. great. Lord Sandwich a long time. did us did us a solid with that one. 
Yes, thank you, Lord Sandwich. Lord Sandwich. <laughs> now, um, yeah, I guess that's it. We all set for today. Yeah. Just, um, one more thing. One more thing. Go Habs, go! Go Habs, go! go, Habs, go, go. And bye. Awesome. Yeah, so-